everyone. Welcome to the Laura Horn Art Podcast. This week we're talking about painting and parenthood. Or perhaps what I should say is we're talking about juggling being a parent with pursuing your creative passion. And it's a it's a topic I guess that's very close to my heart and probably the thing that I struggle with the most in my business. Hello Laura. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How you going? I'm good. I'm just a little bit tired, that's all. Busy? Busy, yes. Busy and we are, yeah, just we're recording this podcast at an unusual time for us. It's nearly 10 o'clock at night and that's just the way life goes sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it leads us straight into what we want to talk about. Uh, the reason we're doing this podcast so late at night is because the kids are on holidays. Yeah, kids are at home. They're asleep, I hope. And, yeah, we've still got a few things that we need to do. Uh, we're trying to, well, I'm trying to slow down a little bit because it is the school holidays, but I'm not able to completely step away. And so we're having to adapt and we're doing the podcast at night, whereas we would usually do it often on a Monday in the middle of the day when they're at school. So this podcast has a name. What is it? Yes, yeah, so... I've called this podcast Painting and Parenthood. Okay. So I'm not a painter, so I know this combo. <laughs> no, well, maybe I should have called it Creative Business and Parenthood, but Painting and Parenthood had a bit of a ring to it. So it does, I, actually. So I decided to go with that. But because we are in the school holidays at the moment, I guess that's just come... It's, it's become very apparent to me. <laughs> I mean, it always is a challenge balancing running a creative business or painting or being creative with um, being a parent. But it's even, it's a little bit harder even during the school holidays. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to, I guess, talk about it a little bit and talk about that it, that it is hard and it is a constant juggle. And sometimes I feel like, and I don't know how you feel, you can reflect on that in a minute, but, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm doing a good job at it, the balancing act, and other times I just feel like I'm not doing a very good job on either front. So it's a real, it's a real emotional roller coaster too. So what's more important? Is your business more important or is your family time more important? I guess you're asking me the question of how do I balance it? Yeah. Like, what do I do in order to balance running this business and painting and all that with being a parent? I guess what I'm asking you is, when do you know what to focus on? How do I choose what I focus on? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And obviously, the kids are the priority. Like, that. that's... That's very important. But in order to be able to look after our kids, we have to earn an income and run our business, etc. So how do I make decisions around what is important? One of the things that I've, I guess, first recognised is that I can't do it all. And when I let go of this, I guess, belief that I have to be a super mom and a super entrepreneur, that really helped. So I've realised that, I can't be the wonderful cook. I can't be a brilliant painter. I can't be brilliant at social media, really good at, you know, doing all the extracurricular activities that my kids are, you know, 
volunteering at the school, all those sorts of things. I can't do it all. So I've really, I've really had to think about what's important and what things maybe I can let go of. And that has been really fundamental to me to make decisions around what's important to me. So I think about what's important to me in my creative business. So I've really honed in on the key areas that are important and I've let some things go over the years. So that's one side of it. So think about what's important to you in your creative world, whatever your creative world is. So just to explain that, I have, with you, with your help, made decisions around running our online classes is important, doing our podcast is important, which is why we are doing it even though it is the school holidays. So we've made that decision that's important. Uh, social media, like having a social media strategy for me is important because it drives sales and traffic to the other things that I do. But it's also something that I've recognised that I can let go of for, sh for per shorter periods of time. And I talked about this in another podcast about easing up on my social media during the school holidays. And that's something that I'm doing right now. And then my own personal painting practice is important. So really getting clear about what is important in my creative business and what are some of the things that perhaps I can let go. And one of the things that I did let go when I realised I maybe had too much on my plate was doing the art market. So they were great when I was getting established, but I haven't been doing so much of that work lately. So that's on the creative business side of things. And then with the kids and the family life, I think about what's important there. And important things to me are spending good quality time talking to the kids, which I do a lot of, chatting to them. But we have done things like we don't do as nearly as much extracurricular activities as we used to because we just wouldn't have the capability of, of running our kids around as much as we used to. But that was a decision that was made with the kids. So it was driven by the kids in a sense around what they wanted to do. But we don't do as much of that as we used to. So I've let, let go of a bit of that. And I've let go of cooking. Not completely, <laughs> although I probably would like to. But, like, years ago I quite enjoyed cooking and you'll tell the story of how I tricked you. <laughs> you did. When but, we first started dating, you said one of your hobbies was cooking <laughs> and you'd cook a different type of meal every night and it was, like, amazing. And then all of a sudden I just got, oh, I'm painting now. yeah. I, I made a conscious decision, conscious decision to let go of being a gourmet chef. And, yeah, my cooking has actually declined steadily over the years. <laughs> and right now I'm, I'm in the business of looking for meals that I can make with, you know, five or less ingredients in about 15 minutes. But it's just, it's one of the decisions, as I said before, you can't do it all. And one of the things that I've let go of is cooking, like spending a lot of time cooking. So letting go completely of some things and simplifying others. Yeah, and you know, another thing that I've let go of, just because our creative business 
is important. And I used to read a lot. Like I used to read a lot of fiction books and I love reading. Don't get me wrong. And recently I was like, God, I haven't read a book in ages. And then I thought, well, you know what? That's because I am doing these other things. And when I gave myself that permission and I said, look, you know what? Just let it go for a bit. And then I thought, well, you know, in the holidays I can read and we're going to Bali soon and I can read a book, you know, on Mm -hmm. the plane and stuff like that. So making those sorts of decisions that free you up and actually acknowledging that you've made the decision, that you've let it go. Because it's one thing to make those 15-minute meals but then feel like shit because you're doing it. Yeah. It's another thing to make those 15-minute meals and go, oh, yeah, I'm doing that because I made that decision and then you actually feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, like that's what I think anyway. I think recognising what you can let go of. Well, I guess another thing you can do as well is is, um, we're doing this podcast now because the kids are in bed. Mm. But there's other times during the day where the kids are occupied. You know, like if Asher's gone soccer training or if Sophia has a sleepover at a friend's house or a cousin's house, that's stuff you could plan around. Yeah, and that's something that I, that I do. I recognise when are the windows of opportunity with my kids to get things done. And over time, I've, I've come to recognise the patterns a bit better. And so, so our kids are... And you mentioned it before, I think, but our kids are six and ten. So it depends on where you're at and what age your kids are at. But with my kids, first of all, you, you've got to make sure they're fed. That's something I've learnt. Make sure you're fed. <laughs> I've learnt that. I've learnt over time that hungry, hungry kids are not happy kids, right? So feed them and then they, they can be in a little food coma for a while and they might, um, you know, relax and unwind. But... And then you can use that time. But I've noticed with our kids that, say, for example, in the holidays, you know, in the mornings, they're quite happy to get up, have their breakfast and chill on their own terms for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then they get restless in the middle of the day. So that's the prime time to take about, wear them out. Today we went and visited their cousins. Yesterday we went and visited their, their cousins as well. And then, again, when they come home after they've been out in the afternoon they're usually really happy to come home and, again, just veg out a little bit. It might be that they do have um, something they want to watch. They'll go and, you know, watch TV or go on the iPad or something like that. So taking advantage of things like that, like when your kids are having their downtime and whether that's if they're older, like our kids, you know, they might be having screen time, but if you've got little ones, they might be having naps and you can use that time. Um, to your advantage and you know I quite often use evenings I'm trying to become a morning person talked about that and when I did talk about it I reconciled that I was happy to just be fairly sort of regular and not be a morning person but not be a super work into the night person either but from time to time I do work into the night because it's quiet and I can get things done. And I did that the other night when I actually did our taxes the other night in a couple of hours from about 8 till 10. So mm-hmm. it wasn't super late, but the kids had gone to bed. So there are those opportunities that you can recognise. We normally get up as a household at around 7 yeah, o'clock, 7 7, 7.30, yeah. So if we can get into bed before 12 o'clock, and I'm talking about like quarter to 12, half 11, quarter yeah. to 12, 
you're getting seven hours sleep. Yeah, and that means that I can still do a little bit of work in the evenings when it's quiet. And I would probably get, you know, consider getting up in the mornings, but Sophia's started getting up in the mornings now. So when I get up, I tried it the other morning and then it was, you know, she was singing and doing karaoke in her room. So I decided maybe I'll go back to doing my work in the evenings. So what I'm what I'm saying here, I guess, is that get to know your family's rhythms and routines and see what way you can use that to your um, benefit in your creative pursuits. Yeah, and invest in their playtime. Yeah. You know, if you can wear them out, yes. that will pay dividends. Yeah. And sometimes I, because I do do work like in the evenings, I sometimes coordinate my relaxation time a little bit. Well, not relaxation time, but my relaxation time with their playtime so that I might sit and then play, you know, a game with Asher yep. on his iPad or something. And that's actually my relaxation time, but it's also, it's his playtime. Or I'll go outside and he'll be running around and whatnot and I'll be having a rest while he's playing. Yeah. So that's another strategy that I use is to... Um, have a bit of downtime for me in the afternoon mm-hmm. when I can then give some one-on-one time to the kids. Yeah, and I, I'm quite sure some of your listeners out there, like they have kids will have their grandparents or they'll have sisters, aunties and uncles that they could drop the kids off to. If you are truly stuck, you know, and you needed to get something mm-hmm. done, well, then invest the help of somebody. Yeah, and when when our kids were younger and I was just sort of getting started with, this business, I had a couple of days when Asher, our youngest, was in childcare and they were days for painting. Yeah. So I had days that I was using childcare to further this business. And at, at that point, it, was, it wasn't a huge amount of time. So I might have had a day, sometimes I had two days where I could spend on painting and, and whatnot. But it's enough to be the beginnings of what can then grow over time. So you don't need to have huge amounts of time at the start. You can do a lot in just a couple of days. In fact, I think it's quite amazing what you do when you have limited time. Yeah. Because when I was working in another job and I I was splitting my time between a part-time office job and then two days a week I was doing the painting. Well, just I, I just want to be clear on this and so people don't think you stuck Asher in childcare so you could paint. Yeah. Um, I remember the conversation we had. You were working four days a week. Asher yeah. was in childcare four days a week. That's right. And then you said, okay, I'm going to drop a day. Yeah. So I'm going to work three days a week. And I said to you, leave him in childcare get started on your painting. Yeah, that's right. So I started off with that one day. And I suppose what I want to, I guess, emphasise is that the business that we have created, it grew slowly over quite a long period of time. So our youngest is six and a half now. So it's been about six years that I've been chipping away at, at this. And in the beginning, it was really about just painting just painting regularly and giving myself that time by having him in childcare a day a week and then working the other three days in another job, um, that was how I started. Yeah, and look at it now. They don't go to after school and before school care, you know? Yeah, I mean, part of the vision for 
this business was around having a better family life. And at the time, when I was working the, the four days in an office, I was commuting, I was often getting home quite late, 6.30, trying to put, like, I, it was it was really hard. And when I say now is hard, because it is sometimes really hard, sometimes I have to remind me myself that that was really hard too. Yeah. Uh, so now is hard, but there's also some really good stuff happening and as you said now our kids don't go to any um after school or or childcare we work our business around their hours and adapt as we are right now when they're on school holidays we look at what do we need to keep going with because we have deadlines and things like that and what are some of the things that we can ease up on so that we can still have a good holiday with the kids well it's really good because we had that conversation with them you know look we're going to be filming on this day we're going to need you to go into your bedroom listen to your headphones it'll be for an hour and a half on thursday and it might be for another hour and a half on friday and then you got to work your little deals with them then you know well take me to the cinema and i want to do this (laughs) (laughs) so bribery is a very very real Strategy. Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is, is that, like, you sat the kids down and talked to them about it. You involved them in it. You mm-hmm. let them know what we are doing. And with this business, our kids have really come along the journey with us. They've been a big part of it. And they've come to cafes when I've been changing over work. They've helped me out behind the counter at market stalls. They've packaged up artwork with me. Yeah. They've helped me come up with titles for the paintings. Too young to get paid. (laughs) Yeah, free (laughs) labour. That's another business strategy. Uh, But they're very involved and, you know, our eldest, like I chat to her a lot. Sometimes you chow me off by getting so much business advice from a (laughs) (laughs) 10-year-old. But, uh, you know, I chat to her a lot about what I'm doing and she, you know, I ask her opinion and I did it only the other day when I was trying to choose... Uh, I was trying to choose what photo to post on Instagram and I had a selection of two or three of them and I came over and I do this all the time, call her over and ask her for her. I said, you know, which one would you choose and why? And I think that involving your kids in your business is really valuable and they, they do learn a lot from it and they get an appreciation of what goes into and what you do. The most important part of being any parent is how you rear your children. And I think that the fact that you're chasing this dream and that dream happens to involve all of us, I think that's an amazing message that you send to your children. I think it's probably one of the the most admirable things you can do as a parent. Yeah, I worry about, you know, am I being a good mother and could I be doing things differently? And I then do think about the things that they are seeing and what they are learning from us. And they are learning that we make mistakes, that Mm -hmm. that we have to keep going, even though sometimes it's hard. And scary. Yeah, that we do things that that we're scared of. And for me, that's things like 
being in front of a camera or recording a podcast, listening to your own voice is really scary when you're not used to how you sound or even how you look on yeah. camera. Like that's, that was scary. Putting yourself out there. Yeah. Putting yourself out, even like posting your work out to yeah. your audience and that kind of thing. It's scary. And we talk about doing scary things with our kids all the time because yeah. they have to do scary things too. They go to school, which can be a scary place. Yeah. And make presentations or things like that and have to do a speech at school or, you know, be a part of a sporting team or all those sorts of things. And I think having our business and our kids involved in it, they're seeing us do those sorts of hard, scary things and having conversations about it. And it's just making it easier for all of us. Yeah. Like for me, for you and for them to just do the hard stuff because life is full of hard stuff. Ever since I was a kid, your dream job was to be a bus driver, a train driver, a postman, anything in the government, anything <laughs> nine to five. Yeah. And you got your pension paid, you paid your taxes, your guaranteed job, you get a loan from the bank, the perfect quintessential nine to five job. And then when I was in my mid forties, I took the biggest leap of faith in my life. I should have done this years ago, but I had nobody to follow. I had no one leading the way. Now, both of our children are growing up in our business and they will do whatever they want to do because they know they can. Yeah, and I already see that entrepreneurial spirit in them that, you know, that they already think of things that they could do and they're, they're out, you know, they're outside the box things. They're not just the average. Like when I was the same, you know, I grew up thinking that I would go and work in an office and nine, and I did, you know, I did that. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel fulfilled. Yeah. And so I, I do think that for anyone out there who is muddling their way through running a business, they've got children and they're trying to meet all these different needs, just take a moment and look at what you are, what messages you're sending out to your kids. Yeah. Just take a moment to recognise that they're seeing you follow your passion. Yeah. They're seeing you try new things. They're seeing you explore new opportunities, do things that you're afraid of, make mistakes and learn from them. And they'll find a way to throw it in your face. Don't get me wrong, like, our kids tell me anyway that I work too much. Mm -hmm. They tell me to get off the computer or get out of the studio when they get home from school. They, you know, it's... Well, they'll tell me to do that. <laughs> you, they just they just hover and pester you. They do. They hover, they pester, they mum, 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 you yeah. know. They'll go and camp in the studio with you. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're, I am a magnet for our kids. Because the other day I was doing something on the laptop, wasn't I? And within, you know, a few minutes... No, you moved You moved from the workstation <laughs> and you brought your laptop to the kitchen table and both of the kids left with you. He ended up sitting on your lap as if he was sitting on the floor next to you. <laughs> like within, a, you know, two metres or, yeah. or whatever of where I was, they'll set up camp. So, yeah, like they, they will say things like that. But deep down, they recognise what we're doing, they do value it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like being, being at every single sports day, being able to drop them off, being able to pick them up, being there, they do notice. Yeah. While we work quite a lot, we are also 
here a lot too. Like we are very, we are lucky because we are able to, we live across the road from the school, we can pop in. The other thing that's been a great perk of working from home is just our daughter can just have her friends over after school whenever she wants. Yeah. And we just open that door up for anyone to to come through. And And the fridge. So it's lovely. And I've always wanted that. I always hoped to have a home like that. And that's become a reality. It wasn't a reality when I was working in an office at all. It was so far from that because we were getting home too late. But now she trots home from school with other kids in tow and she brings them in. And I'm still, you know, I can still be working on my computer and doing bits and pieces. and, And she's at an age where she's quite independent and can come in and sort out snacks for her friends and things like that. So it's a, I guess it's a, it's maybe not the way I visualised it initially because I thought maybe I'd be that mum that's baking cookies all the time when they come (laughs) in. That's not the reality. They're coming in and trotting in and picking out, you know, a packet of chips out of the cupboard. But it's still good. Yeah. It's important to take that time to reflect on. Since we got really serious about the business, uh, it's probably the last six months. In that time, we've changed a lot, being more present. Uh, our lifestyle has changed around fitness, uh-huh. sleep. Yeah. Um, the way we talk to each other, the way we treat each other. Yeah, yeah. That's all changed. And that's, that's something the kids get to see. They get to see that it's important to exercise. It's important to treat people right. It's important to be determined and follow through on what you said you're going to do and that you are going to have to make sacrifices here and there to achieve what you need to achieve. But you also need to make sure that the things that are important stay important. And I think that's the message we've been showing them over the last six months. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I would say over the last six months, things that we value have really come to the forefront. Although we're doing a lot and we're I would say we're busy but in a way we've kind of slowed down too we've become more conscious of what we're doing it's why we don't complain about doing podcasts at 10 30 at night <laughs> and having to work Sundays yeah because it's a very small price to pay for what we've got right now this business has been so much more than just about creating a business that sells online art classes or paintings or it's not really what it's all about is it it's it's so much more than that it's just changed the way that we approach everyday life when we set out our long-term goals Mm. i don't think we mentioned the word art or business until we hit goal number four (laughs) (laughs) i know it was it's just it was all time off and more family time together and it was just all this stuff around us and then it was like oh yeah have a successful business and (laughs) have a bit of money in the bank yeah but yeah they were low down on the yeah on the list but getting back to the crux of the whole thing just try and explain to us when you're feeling that you're failing i've been a parent Mm. and i've been a business person to take that step back take a big deep breath and have a look at what you got because I think the reason you think you're failing is because you're losing sight of what you have. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it, it does happen to me. Like, sometimes I say it to you. Sometimes I say I feel like I'm not a good mother or things like that. Like, And usually what happens is you or the kids are very quick to tell me otherwise, which is lovely. And But, yeah, I, sometimes I have unrealistic expectations on myself around what a good mother is. And I really want to, in this podcast, to really... I guess they bring things back down to earth and for people who are out there juggling, which all mothers are in different ways, to really look at what you're doing and realise the value in it. You know, particularly if you are running a creative business or you're thinking about starting a creative business and you already feel that I guess that conflict in a way, that pull towards different, you know, the different sides of just to take some time and and recognise that it's good. You can do both. You can run a creative business and be a good mother. I know that when we tell you that you're doing a great job and not to be too hard on yourself, you don't listen to us. (laughs) So... How do I reset? So, yes. Yeah. How do you reset when everything comes on top? Yeah, because sometimes things are really overwhelming and I get overwhelmed quite easily. Particularly when it all just comes, like I've got, you know, like like, let's say I've got an online class that we're behind on, a podcast that we need to record, the house is a mess, I have no idea what bills I've paid or haven't. It's the last Friday. Basically, this happens every week, but anyway. Um, you know, I'm struggling to make, <laughs> remember what things are happening at school, like keeping track of what day they're meant to turn up wearing casual clothes or what, you know, all these things. Like sometimes, sometimes I take a moment, I actually think about what I've done in a day. Is it a conscious thing that you do or do you just switch off, have a cup of tea and then... Get back into it? Like, what is it? How do you reset? Do you even know? Do I even know how do I, when I get really overwhelmed, what do I do? (laughs) I don't know if this is good advice, but most of the time when I get really overwhelmed, I clean the house. For some reason, for me, I sometimes just need to step away and sometimes I just need to clear space and declutter. So I, I often, or I rope you in. Like, this happened, didn't it? The other week, we were meant to be you filming. You didn't me and I volunteered. Okay, you volunteered. Yes, this happens quite a bit as well. So... I saw you struggling. Yes. I okay, let's be honest about what happened. We were going to... Film. Film a class, and I was in one of these stages of overwhelm, mm-hmm. and you saw that, and you said to me, okay, let's not film, let's just tag team or work as yeah work as a team and let's clean up the house and put stuff away and I actually got on the computer it was this is exactly what happened because I remember I said I had all these bills I didn't know what was paid I just was feeling really chaotic and I sat down on the computer and I paid bills and sorted through emails and things like that and you cleaned up the house and the kitchen and we just kind of cleared the cleared the slate and and for me, that's that just gives me a psychological boost. It just works for me. Like if I get really overwhelmed, sometimes I just need to like create a bit of physical clear space, and then that leads to some headspace. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the other thing that helps, and I was kind of getting into it then, is sometimes when I feel like that and I'm overwhelmed, I think about what I've actually done in that day and I get really specific. Like I get into the, I comforted my daughter who was having an issue with a friend at school. I put Band-Aids on my son because he split his toe for the millionth time. You know, I chatted to a friend that was having, you know, an issue with something. I then, uh, you know, I might have done something for my business, but I get into, like, what I actually did. So, you know, I painted something or I did a social media. And I am usually blown away when I do that, when I actually think about the amount of things that I've done, like... I've usually made a phone call. I booked one of the kids in to get a haircut, like that kind of stuff. And then I like look at it all and I go, no wonder you feel overwhelmed. You, you, you're out there and you're doing all this stuff. You, you really are, you know, you do have all these different things pulling at you and you're doing it. And sometimes you just need to like give yourself almost a bit of a pat on the back and go, Absolutely. yeah, you know what? You have every right to feel overwhelmed and tired because you just did all of these different things. And you're not just doing, you're not just doing, I'm filing something in a file or whatever. You're like comforting someone or you're helping someone or you're, they're big things. So I find it helpful to actually think about what you've done. It's the single most important message you could give tonight is to be able to take a step back and say, do you know what? I am overwhelmed. Yeah. And then just do a quick inventory of what you've done that day. Yeah. And go, oh, my God, I'm awesome. <laughs> I know, and that's basically what I'm saying is do, do an inventory, look at what you've done and just go, you know what, yes, I'm overwhelmed and there's a really good reason for it. That's what I do. And, and I'm very lucky that I do have you to step in and you do help me out. You know, you'll run me a bath or you'll you step in and, and recognise. And I think that's something really important in a, in a relationship to be able to step in for each other and recognise when, when you need a bit of help. Cool. So what we're saying is that you can be a good parent and run a business. Yes. And you can be overwhelmed. That, that you can, can feel overwhelmed at times. And sometimes I think with social media and things like that, we, we just get this sense sometimes that it's not okay to be overwhelmed or, you know, that, that, that everything needs to be perfect. And, and I just want to put it out there that I get overwhelmed and I'm okay with that. So I think others should be too. And the other thing is, is that I get overwhelmed, but I also have ways that help me to get over it and relax and, and all that. So, but I do want to share this message, right? Mm -hmm. So let me explain that. So a while ago, my daughter wrote a message on my Instagram and she doesn't normally write messages on my Instagram. She does follow along a bit, but she rarely says anything or comments because she kind of leaves that as mum's business, you know. But she felt compelled to write a message the other day. And I want to read it out because it's a lovely message. But I also think it applies to many, many, um, particularly mothers out there with creative businesses. So I want to read it out. You are such an inspiration. I'm so proud to call you my mummy. 
Thank you for all the positivity you not only put into our home, but into the entire world. You make free creative expression so much easier for so many people, and I will never stop loving you because of that, and all the hard work you put into having a healthy balance between work and home. I will never forget that you work and have times when you need to be alone to spread creative awareness, which is what I think that you do. <laughs> I understand that you work and get tired, but the fact that you still manage to be there for me and help me with my homework and just overall be the amazing mother you are is outstanding. So I just wanted to read that out because, okay, it's a lovely message. <laughs> and I thought it was nice to read out, but <laughs> mostly I want others to realise that their kids are benefiting and seeing and understanding paying and attention. appreciating and noticing what you're doing. They see it and it's good for them. They see you balancing, trying, struggling, but overcoming. And they see that your heart is in a really good place. And it's, I just want other people to know that because I know that mother's guilt. I know what it feels like. But just know that you are doing something that is amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening this week. I hope you got something out of the podcast, especially all the mums and the dads out there that are grappling with this, this challenge of juggling it all. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I would love to ask you if you could subscribe or and leave a review for us. We would love that. So um, we hope that you'll tune in again next week.